Welcome to the Wealth Easy Podcast, your destination for insights on wealth, health, and real estate. I'm your host, John Durbano. I went from former financial advisor for a big bank to now educating people on how to plug your financial leaks and create your rich life without using the stock market. Before we dive in, please hit that subscribe button and share it with others. By subscribing, you're helping the show grow using the algorithm and allows us to get even more successful guests on the show. Now let's begin creating your rich life. Welcome back, everybody, to the Wealth Easy Show, where we talk all things wealth, health, and real estate. Today, friends, I've got a real treat for you. My guest today is an entrepreneur by all standards. He's the founder of REC Canada, which is in the top three real estate firms in Canada. He is the founder of FTGU Academy, which is a training program for real estate professionals. He's an author, and he is the host of the Jazz Takar podcast. Please welcome my friend, Jazz Takar. Welcome, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. And is, is you should t- have met, I was going to say, you should have mentioned that you were also a guest on the Jazz Takar podcast. I was, I was a guest and on your show. And you did an amazing job. So to oh, your viewers you. and listeners, don't watch or listen to my <laughs> podcast because I want you to go check out my boy, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you, man. But no, all kidding aside, brother, um, massive, massive kudos to you. Congratulations to you your team um, for actually taking action and getting this show up and running. Um, I know you and I spoke maybe about like 30 days ago, 45 days ago. And I got to tell you, Johnny, like the amount of people I speak to, brother, that say that they want to get started with content creation, they want to start a business, they want to start whatever it may be, but then they never actually take action. It's probably like 99% of people. And so congratulations on being in the top 1%. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, because we were on the show, and it was, and it was actually my first time being on a podcast. Oh, was that? That's my first time on a okay, podcast. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, you didn't seem nervous or anything, brother. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, and, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up your, you know what? Yeah. But I said like you didn't. No, nah, man. When I think back, yeah, because you never mentioned that to me, so I didn't know that was your first one. That wow, was my job. first one. Yeah. So, so you broke my virginity. Oh, whew. thank you, thank you. <laughs> I always wanted to do that yes. since the first day I saw you. Your content virginity. Yes. Let's yeah. just make sure. And it's so funny because you said I, I wanna, I wanna start my own podcast. Yeah. And uh, you gave me some, you gave me some hints and some tips on, on getting started. So thank you for that. So you were a big motivator, and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's one thing to say something; it's another thing to do it. You have to walk the walk. Anybody can talk the talk. You got to walk the walk, and that's why I have so much respect for you because you also walk the walk. And that's really important. That if you're going to be a leader out there, you have to lead by example. Sure, man. And, and I think it's, um, you know, for people that are watching and listening right now, whatever you want to start. Again, the business, the podcast, a relationship, whatever it is. I think if you can close the gap from idea to execution, you're going to have a much better chance of getting the positive result you want to, right? Because we all do the, I should call more people for my business. I should do more content. We end up just shooting all over ourselves and nothing is a true must. And I'm taking this straight from a, a mentor of mine from afar you know, one of the top business coaches, life coaches in the world, Mr. Anthony slash Tony Robbins. He says, if you can make things into a must, the game changes, right? Because now it's not like, okay, I'm going to get around to it. It's if you were thinking about losing weight, yeah, probably should go to your fridge and your pantry, probably the pantry more than the fridge, wipe out all that junk stuff. Yeah. Take one action right away, as quickly as possible towards the attainment of the goal what I think starts to happen with people is they fall into paralysis by analysis. Yeah, like I do want to start a business, but man, then my friends are going to see me maybe fail. 
I should do some video content, but then they're going to see my insecurities, right? Rather than what the strategy I like to implement, which is ready, fire, aim. And I know that's going to screw with a lot of people's minds because yeah. we all grew up. Look before you leap, honey. Make sure that you don't take that jump until you're prepared. Don't pull the trigger until everything's lined up. Where the exact opposite is true, in my opinion, from an entrepreneurial perspective and starting a business and doing content, where if you can just pull the trigger often, now you can adjust along the way. Hey, you know what? Maybe I need a better studio to do the podcast, but that might be a good idea to do maybe seven of them. In fact, if you do 10 podcasts or 10 shows, do you know that you're in the top 10% of all shows slash podcasts that started on Apple Podcasts? Yeah, Like absolutely. it's a real number. Like yeah. if you check it, 90% of people who start don't make it to their first 10 episodes. From 10 to 20, 97% of people don't go from 10 to 20. That's so crazy. I can't wait till you do your 20th. Crazy. Because now you're like in the upper echelon of action takers. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's so it's so true what you're saying. Progress over perfection. Oh, God. You, you, like, you're, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> I wish your listeners who are taking their dog for a walk could see this right yes. now. Because this lie that we've been told as kids, and unfortunately, adults are still telling other adults that practice makes perfect. It's It's a complete lie. Because there's no such thing as perfect. What is actually better than perfect is done to what you were saying, Johnny, like move forward. It's, it's, it's the progression. It's the progress yeah. that you're going to get to know what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with. It's just, I mean, it's music to my ears when, when I hear, and it's, you know, it's why we're kind of kindred souls in that sense. And why we like to do a lot of content together is because we've come to learn, man, you can't hit perfect, man. It's, you're probably just hiding some insecurity. It might be from your childhood when you were used to getting A's and then that first B you got, you broke down because you weren't perfect and now you're not willing to take that next step because you're worried about the failure. But I can tell you, the more that you fail, if you look at it from the mindset that, oh, there's always a silver lining. Like, man, I got, I did three episodes. Okay, yeah, I didn't get to my fourth one, you, some might look at that as a failure, but what if you look at it from the perspective of, well, why not? Like, why didn't I get to the fourth, right? The questions you ask yourself, that self-talk is so important because the brain long before Google came out has always given you the answers that you ask it. Now, unfortunately, if you ask certain questions you might ask, you might not like the answers. Mm -hmm. So just change the questions. What do I mean by that? Well, if you ask yourself why you're an idiot, why does this always happen to me? Why can't I succeed? The brain is going to answer that question. It's going to give you all the reasons why you're failing, why you are maybe an idiot, for a lack of a better word. It's, for me, it's really being very, very proactive in understanding the questions I'm asking myself. And that's that's so true because I, you know, I do a little mentoring with with my clients uh, with with wealth and their real estate and. A lot of people say, well, I can't, I can't afford that building or I can't afford that piece of property. You're asking the wrong questions. How can I afford it? That's, that's what you should be asking yourself. And, you know, stop looking at price tags. I can't afford to purchase this. Okay, well, how can I? Yep. What do I need to do to get that? If you're thinking about starting a podcast, if you're thinking about writing a book, and you said, one thing you said about Tony Robbins is that you have to have a commitment. You have to write it down. Honestly, I probably never would have finished my book if it weren't for my mentor, 
I started my book four years ago in 2019. I got to 13,000 words and then the pandemic hit and I got so busy. And one day I'm on a coaching call and he says to me, hey, how's your book coming? And I said, honestly, I, I, haven't, I haven't done anything for two years. I said, how do all these guys like Tony Robbins and Ed Milet and you know, Garrett Gunderson, how do all these guys with their schedules, how do they get to write books? And he says, well, most of them have ghost writers. He says, is it in your calendar? No. Well, you got to put it in your calendar if you want to finish this. And so that's what I did. I put it in my calendar. From I blocked off from 5 a.m. till 7 a.m. every single day. Woke up at 4.30. So I, got, I used to get up at like 6, 5.36. Woke up extra early. From 5 to 7, it was the most quietest time in my house. My wife is still sleeping. My kid's still sleeping. And bang. I banged out from 13,000 words, I banged out 85,000 words in nine months and completed my book. Do you find that you're a lot more, uh, like you can execute on more things by doing them earlier in the day? Yeah. Like so are you a morning kind of guy? Is that? I'm definitely morning. I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely a morning person. Yeah, me too. I have to get things done because it's like my workouts. Yeah. I cannot work out, say, four o'clock in the afternoon. I get too busy. There's the Shit happens. For the sure. day is going. You got yeah. clients, and this came up. You never get it done. So I, I get up at five. I bang on my emails. I, I go through my social media. I answer. You know, I'm not going to call them fans. They're followers. I answer my followers' questions. I, I interact with them, and then I get down and get to my workout. I get my cardio done, and then wife's up, and then we go to the gym together, and then I start my day. Look, I mean, there's a reason that the one percent are the one percent because they do things that 99 percent of people don't do. And so, to yeah. the viewer and the listener, I hope you caught what. Johnny was talking about in terms of getting things done, he schedules it, right? So we talk a lot about in our in our coaching company, uh, uh, FTGU Academy with our real estate professionals, you gotta set up your schedule for success. So let's look at what the most important thing in your business is, and we've kind of filtered it down. It comes down to booking appointments. We're in the sales business. Yeah. I get it, we service clients, we help families, yes, it's the byproduct of what needs to be done, which is prospecting. You need to pick up new business. The best time to do it, because for 99% of people, in fact, it's actually even the top 1% have a tough time consistently doing it, which is generating leads. Get that done first thing in the morning. Yep. But it's not going to happen if you just do it willy-nilly. So time block. And I hope everyone caught what Johnny said, right? He said, I blocked the time yeah. shut everything down the stupid little dings on those email notifications when's the last time you got an urgent like i mean a 911 email <laughs> yeah. let's look at it right like i've been in business for 20 years yeah. knock on wood i've had maybe five of those in 20 years like a file needs to be looked at even a call from my wife like my wife and i have a hack right like she will not call me back to back Unless it's an emergency, because she knows, I, literally, if I get a call right now, back to back from my wife, I'm stopping this it's podcast recording. It's an, something's going yeah. on. I got two yeah. little boys, right? Yeah. So even that, knock on wood, doesn't happen, right? And so if you block the time, turn off everything, and start actually prospecting, you will be amazed in the results you get. Now, it might not happen in the first day, the second day, or the eighth day, but I know over a 30-day period, you will have more appointments booked than you ever have. It's because you're blocking it out, and I highly recommend like three-hour blocks for prospecting. Now, that's not for 
everything. Like, how long did you block out the time for for, for writing? Was it like 90 minute chunks? How'd two you, hours. Two hours, okay, got it. Yeah, because some people, like for myself, well, I kind of like, you know, I, I know why I didn't do well in school. I couldn't sit down. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I didn't learn in that setting. You know, there's a reason why the desks are lined up the way that they're lined yeah, up because yeah. it makes it easy. It made it easier for janitors to clean up. I wasn't in that system. Yeah. You know, and so I probably like I can't go longer than about sixty minutes. I need a break. I need something. I, I I need to go check my socials. I need to call. But I know myself. I'm self-aware. Like I'm not gonna block a two-hour period to do anything really. Because I know I'm not going to hit it, but I know I can sit down and do something for an hour. Like even this, if we went longer than an hour, I'm going to say, you mind if I go to the bathroom, take a break, <laughs> walk around a little bit? It's just how I, my energy flows, right? Yeah, yeah. But for the person who's listening and watching right now, you need to know yourself and figure out, okay, how am I going to block this time? I highly recommend eating the frog as early as possible. Not that I'm eating in, into eating frogs, but eat that frog. Great book. Pick it up. Google it. I forget the author's name is do the hardest thing first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because it's done now. Little, and then the, and little victories. Oh, for sure. And, and how, how, how much better did you feel when you wrote all those words every day? You're like, all right, I got that done. Okay, next thing. Let's go. Yeah, my, my goal my goal was to write between 500 and 1,000 words. And sometimes it's just, sometimes I spent on literally the whole two hours researching. <laughs> yeah. And I got, I got no words written, but I got a lot of research done. So, you know, it's like you said, you can only do, say, an hour at a time. Well, you know your limits. So you, you block off an hour, you walk away for 15, and then you come back for another hour. But it's those, if you add up those little victories, they become big wins. 100%, right? It's those small little victories. And, and I, I think it's good for, for like that self, uh, 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 like, like, you know, giving yourself a pat on the back, right? Like those small wins. It just, and it also trains the brain. And I know some of this stuff might sound like foofy, foffy, philosophical stuff, but look, I've come to learn that 80% of it is mindset. Anyone can teach you how to do a podcast. You know, like you can find people who can record and edit. Like we got a team, big shout out to the crew behind the scenes, including Amanda as well, um, that just, you know, set all this up. But you can find those people. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you know how to edit a video. I suck at that stuff, right? Like, don't <laughs> no. give me a computer, man. I still <laughs> type like this, right? Um, but I can find people who can type whatever it is, 500 words a minute or whatever, like a good number is for that. And so I think you need to be very, very self-aware in what you like to do and what you're good at. Those small victories start to give you a beautiful word that you can't actually touch and see. It's called momentum. And then you can start to compound that momentum to give you more of what you want. It's that dopamine hit. Like, Unfortunately, a lot of us and younger people, for sure, they get the dopamine hit from like social media and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's other ways of getting it, right? Good and bad. You can do some, I don't know, do some crack or some heroin or whatever. I'm sure you <laughs> can get some dopamine hits like that. I don't think that's the one that you should be going to. But you can. We're not advocating it. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> it's not sponsored by that either. Um, but you can get positive dopamine hits by getting those small victories. No, absolutely. And and you know, it's just um, you. People are thinking about whatever they want to do. It's getting started. Don't don't figure out how to get started. Just start and know your DNA. I always talk about you know your knowing your investor DNA. Investor DNA is investing things that you know. Elon Musk says, "I'm not the smartest person in the room. The reason why I'm so successful is because I hire the smartest people in the room. If I am the smartest person in the room, I got to find a bigger room. 
I'm in the wrong room, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in the wrong room. I got sure. to expand this room because I don't want to be the smartest guy, but hire the smartest people. Know what you're good at, right? And I had a coaching call um, on the way in, and you know, a guy saw me uh, on uh, uh, the Construction Life podcast, and he says, "Hey, man, you know, I, I love your stuff. I heard you talking about financials, and I'm an I, I'm an entrepreneur, but I know my business, but I really suck at managing my finances and building wealth." And I said, "You know what?" Congratulations to you for understanding where your weaknesses and where your strengths are because most people, it's an ego thing, and they're they're afraid to remove ego and ask for help. So you know what? I want to first of all congratulate you for getting on this call with me, recognizing where your weakness is, and asking for help. It's so important that you're saying that because I actually think if you don't ask for help, you're being selfish. Yeah. And that might be, again, another brain twist for people, but let me elaborate. See, most people feel good about themselves when they're helping someone else. Mm -hmm. So that feeling, that dopamine hit, that euphoria that you get comes from helping someone else. When you don't ask for help, you're robbing someone else from that feeling. True. Right? So, so true. it's actually quite selfish. Like, yeah. why are you the one that can always help people and get that feeling? Why are you the only one that can pay a bill? Because what, like, what, you know, you're going out for lunch, you're going out for dinner with people and you pay the bill. There's a little bit of a nice feeling to say, you know what, I can do this now. I have some money. I can pay for everyone. That feeling, allow other people to feel that. 100%. Right? Like, it's so, I think it's quite selfish when you don't ask for help, let alone how much the world opens up to you when you do ask for help. Because, again, people want to help and then you can get more done. You know, you said about being self-aware, and I, I know we went off on a bunch of tangents. But I'm so proud at the fact that I'm able to tell people that I suck at 97% of things. Legit. Like, literally suck. I, I, I can't write long emails. I can't put this whole contraption together with the lighting. I don't even know how to put the soundproofing stuff up. Like, none of that. I don't put on... My team will never put a hammer in my hand. My wife won't put a hammer in my hands. Like, I'm not even scared to say, like, my wife's the handy person in my in my. I'm Italian. Know. I was born with a hammer in my hand. I'm, I'm sure you were. <laughs> you know, it's the 3% yeah. that I just decided to go all in on, which is I, like, I enjoy, and I think I have, you know, some talent in it. I've been in sales for 30 years. So but I would that's be- that's your DNA. hundred percent. Like, I would be an idiot by this time, Johnny, if I didn't pick up on some patterns, man. Like- I know when you make a phone call, you're probably better to make that call with some energy rather than saying, hi, is this Johnny? Like that might not work out well, right? Yeah. And so again, I would be an idiot if I didn't pick up on those patterns. When you go all in on your strengths, that's where the grand slams happen. You can hit some singles, you can hit some doubles, working on your weaknesses. And look, I'm a huge sports guy. And there's a lot of uh, similarities between sports and business and and, 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 and performance in both aspects. But I think there is something a little different. And it's just actually a hot take of mine right now. So maybe it's not going to be articulated. But in sports, let's take basketball. If you are a right-handed person and that's what you shoot with and you, and you dribble with right, your right hand and your left hand is not that strong, you still need to work on that weakness because the defense will easily pick up on, make him go left, he can't dribble left. 
That's why LeBron's so great because he's actually a, a ambidextric. So that's the word, right? Yeah, ambidextrous. That that yeah. he he works with both hands. Yeah. he can lay up on both sides. He can shoot. That's why he's so good. But in life, if either one of your weaknesses is let's just say a two out of ten, and you work at it for months and years, especially if you don't enjoy it, I think you can go from a two out of ten to maybe a six out of ten. But that might take you years. But now, what if you have your strength? in your DNA, and you're a seven out of 10. Work on that for a year, you got a really good chance of going from a seven, you're not gonna go 10 out of 10, perfect, going to a nine. Yeah. And now build your whole business, build your whole life around that strength, yeah. fill in the gaps of your weaknesses with other people. If you just work on becoming 1% better each day, for in sure. a month you're 30% better. Compounded. Right. It's not only works with money, Works with everything. <laughs> right? Just work on becoming one percent, one percent better person. Hey, one of the smartest guys in the world, Albert Einstein, said the best invention in the world was compounding interest. Compounding interest. And I know we're, you know, we're a financial show, obviously yeah. here. Um, <laughs> but it also works in life, man. Yeah. It's the compounding effect, right? You just get better over and over time. I think. I think most business owners, though, generally speaking, from the ones that I've noticed, anyways, they 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 don't like to grow the team because you got to leave money on the table now, right? Like, you got to pay people. Yeah. Like my boys here, Bowie and Clyde, uh, Bo and Clyde, they like me, but if they don't get a check every two weeks, they might not like me as much. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you got to make that decision and say, you know what? I really want to grow something that's cool. And I am going to leave some money on the table for other people because I can't do that stuff. Yeah. Like we're going to come out of this podcast. Thanks to you and your team, you know, with another 18, 32 pieces of content. Yeah. Like, I couldn't do that by myself. If I came here by myself today, here, Johnny, let's take a picture and let's do a little video. I get maybe two pieces of content, right? Yeah. And so you got to leave some money on the table to scale for sure. And and you know what? And that's what we got from you know be, me being on your show is Amanda was able to cut uh, at least 10 to a dozen really great reels. And some of them I got, you know, several hundred thousand views and it, and it really boosted you know, my image, my following. So yeah, and absolutely. Your confidence. And we're, you know, we're leveraging, we're leveraging each other's platform. And that's, that's, that's key to success. You have to work with other people. Don't be afraid. You're not my competition. Even if I had an insurance guy here, you're not my competition because our ultimate goal is to help people. Yeah. Look, I mean, every year I come up with, um, for the team and like my internal kind of crew, um, I'll come up with like a new sign, a new decal. It's going to be our, uh, a mantra for the year. So 2024 is trust the process. We can talk about that. 2022, it was collaboration over competition. I still remember two years ago. Um, and I'm so glad that that's the route that we went because I really realized taking any bandwidth, and I'm not talking about the WWW bandwidth. I'm talking about the bandwidth in here, mm -hmm. like the six inches between your ears, taking any of that time, worrying about what the competition is doing, just actually could be used for executing on your goals and your dreams. And so what we realized is, you know what? We're just going to collaborate with everyone. Like whoever wants to do something with us, as long as like, you know, like ethically and morally are we al we're aligned, we're going to do it because I don't know what your network's about. You don't know what my network's about. What if we can all help each other and live more from an abundance mentality perspective than a scarcity Absol mindset? 100%. And the universe does something magical man when you come from that abundance mentality you get more of it it's so yeah. weird like it's, it's amazing how the universe works huh it, it, like, it's so yeah. cool yeah. right and i use the word weird and it's cool like like, like yeah. 
you you come from the mindset of like, man, there's more for us to eat. You know, like your viewers, uh, your listeners can't see, but you can tell I like pies, right? Like sometimes. Um, and if we run out of pies, we just got to figure out more ways to bake some more. Like that's always the thought process. There's more than enough to go around. That is the scarcity mindset. People look at other people as you're taking part of my pie, but there's so much pie to go around. That's that you, you, you have to get out of that scarcity mindset and get into the abundance. There's tons of pie. Yeah. And you know what? We can bake more together. A hundred percent. Like, I, I mean, look, what you eat doesn't make me go to the washroom. Right? Yeah. Meaning that just because you get yours, you're not taking away from me at all. There's 8 billion people on this planet. They're not all going to like me anyways. Right. You know, I, I, I generally sway towards thinking most people are not going to like me because I'm not everyone's cup of tea, right? Um, and that's probably the same thing for you. However, there's enough that will, no matter what, be attracted to you of what you're saying, what you're doing, what you're putting out there, your vibration, whatever, your frequency that you're on, that you can build something very special just with the people that are in your tribe. And we always like to say that your vibe will attract your tribe because no matter what, there's people who are watching this right now, maybe in my own community or new people that are coming into both our worlds. And they're like, there's something about that guy, Jazz, I just don't like, man. You know, like, but that guy, Johnny, I kind of like him. Yeah. So together by collaborating, we actually, hopefully, anyways, inspired one person to take action, but that only happens when one plus one equals three. 100%, yeah. Right? You got I that agree. synergy happening. Yeah. So the, on this show, we like to talk about real estate. We like to talk about wealth. I thought we just shoot the breeze like we've been doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. No, this, no, this is going, going really well. So, so you built a very successful real estate firm, REC Canada. You're in the top three in Canada. What got you into real estate and what was what do you find was your secret sauce that built this company up into the top three because there's a lot of real estate companies out there but you really stand out what was your secret sauce and how did you get into real estate what got you into real estate so i've always been in the sales industry myself like i've been that kid since six years old i put up my hand um to help with the the book sale uh going door to door like no exaggeration as a six-year-old back in those days parents were a little bit more comfortable letting kids do more things yeah. um selling christmas ornaments 12 got into newspapers i thought i was going to be a newspaper salesperson my whole life because i got paid i was like what the hell is this like you know for the week i got like 25 bucks but i thought i was rich right i was like this is it i went into shoe sales went into the banking industry uh with with mortgages and loans got into car sales first commission only uh, uh, job essentially that's, that's like, a tough job yeah it's a tough job but um probably the most fun i've had for a three-year period um because a couple of reasons number one i was i didn't grow up with like lamborghini countach and ferrari posters in my i grew up with mario lemieux uh, uh troy uh, troy uh aikman like f sports guys okay. posters in my room yeah. i was never a car nut so getting into the car business I was really behind the eight ball, but then I learned how quickly I could actually apply myself, period. Like, that's exactly what I did. I went, I memorized. Luckily, I worked in, at Acura. They only had six models. That's it. And there was just a difference of colors. So I learned the brochure. I memorized the brochures. Mm -hmm. But then I quickly learned when somebody would ask me about how the pistons work and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, I don't know. But I know somebody who does. Come back 
to the service area with me. I would give them an, an experience that was completely different. Mm -hmm. They weren't hearing bullshit from me. They were hearing from the mechanic, yeah. him or herself. Doing that for three years, I was like, man, there's this one rung on the ladder of sales that I have not yet achieved or conquered. I did really well in car sales. Really lucky with the mentors I had. At the same time, in my neighborhood, older Italian guy, okay, he's like shoveling the snow and cutting the grass of like three, four homes. Why does this guy own so many homes? Like, what, does he live in all them? It makes no sense. I didn't understand. I'm 22 years old at this time. I didn't know investments and stuff. So I talked to him and he tells me, he's like, no, no, no. I rent these out and they pay me and I just manage these properties. That's really cool. Like you bought these and now they pay down your mortgage. He kind of gave me a quick Reader's Digest version of, of, of how that all works. I was like, this is it. Like, wow, I can match two things that I'm willing to, like I want to learn about how to create wealth. That seems cool because my parents, father being a taxi driver his whole life, mother being a factory worker her whole life, grade four, grade eight education. They did everything they possibly could when they came from India in 1973 for their three boys, but they had no education. Mm -hmm. Nobody told them anything, like other than the bankers saying, you have to invest into your RSPs. And my parents were like, okay, that's what the guy, the, you know, the guy in the suit says, and that's what I'm gonna do. And so that's what they did. This kind of older guy gave me a little bit of mentorship and I was like, this is it, man. This is awesome. I get to do the sales aspect and learn. Got into real estate. I actually got my license at 23 thinking I was going to learn how to invest into real estate through the licensing process. And the reason I smile while I say that is because the licensing process has nothing to do with it, real estate. It all It's just make sure that you don't get sued when you're helping a client, which is important, mm -hmm. but it's not what I thought it was going to be. So then I, I, I looked around and said, who's the best at this in our city? Called 20 of people, 19 didn't get back to me. One guy got back to me and he was my mentor for 13 years, older brother. Um, I love this guy. He passed away tragically six years ago, um, but he took me under his wing. Without him, I, would I wouldn't even be sitting here. Um, that's when along with his skill set and his weaknesses which i was able to cover some of his weaknesses we took a brokerage of you know uh uh myself him and his sister three people we took it to 50 agents grew it really quickly too quickly because success can kill mm -hmm. when you grow too fast, too fast yeah. so then we we pulled back um 10 years later um uh uh got to about 25 agents and now we currently with a current business partner of mine um we have 62 agents on our team we have uh, like 12 13 support staff um i mean the awards and all that stuff i forget all that kind of stuff because to answer your question how we did it with the people we are um not to say this is the right way johnny it's the right way for me it feels right for me i am I'm gonna be careful when I say this. I'm a touchy feely guy, but that doesn't mean like I touch and feel everybody up by any means, but I like to know what Bo went through the day before. Like what's going on in his life. I like to know what Clyde's going through. I like to know what all my agents are going through. And so we are very culture attitude over skill more than anything else. That's how we grew it. We spend a lot of time in what we call the experience in our world. And it's not just words we put on walls. It's 
actually with our actions, we have a chief care officer who also happens to be a business partner of mine in the academy. Great guest, by the way. You should have her on. Like, her story's really cool, Laura Stewart's. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I met Laura. We, we had lunch together. You, oh, well, I forgot. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, really cool story because she didn't do the path that me and you probably went through. Like, we kind of knew what we were going to do-ish. Mm -hmm. Like, we knew what our skill set was. Yeah. She's had 67 jobs, like, in a 10-year period. Just kind of figuring it out, but has a MBA in marketing and communications. Just a path that I think a lot of people go through. So, anyways, I digress on that. In terms of how we grew it, just with the people, man. We just, we, we, we make sure that within a two to three month period, I know if this person's going to be here long term or not. Like my boys here, I'm referencing them because they're just in my site now. They've been with us for a couple of months. I see them with me for 20 years. That might be naive and gullible, but I like their attitude. You know, like shit doesn't work all the time with us. Like in terms of we didn't get the views we wanted on something. That's kind of their good job, right? But I know that we're moving the needle in the right direction. And so for us, it's, you know, going back to Laura really quickly about the chief care officer, she spends a, a meeting every single month, one-on-one, -on -one, not talking about performance stuff, talking about what's going on in your life. Now, that might sound like, really, is it worth it? Yeah, I can tell you after a couple of years of doing it, month, you know, first three months of doing it, it's weird. It's like a therapy session or something, or maybe like it just feels odd to the person that we're doing it with and having that conversation. Month five, month six, month seven, you start to find out what's happening in their personal life and you as a leader now, your sole job, in my opinion, is to reverse engineer what that person's looking for within your capabilities. And you'll be surprised. I was shocked. It's not always money. It sometimes sounds like it's money. It's sometimes the only thing that the person can say, but it's something else. It's title. It's, it's, it's flexible hours. It's can I work on more stuff? I'm not feeling like my work is appreciated. Um, it could be a myriad of things. It could, sometimes it's like, can I just get a better computer, right? It's not always money. And what happens when you're not doing it, which we didn't for a long time, people get that resentment, right? Like, oh shit, man, like Jazz gets all the clout. He's the guy on the podcast and people come into our office. They're like, oh my God, it's like, oh, Jazz, I watch all your content. It's so cool that I get to meet you. You get that now. But, and they're in the background thinking, man, this dude doesn't do anything. It's me who's cutting all these clips. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's me who are on the phones. Yeah. But you can't get what they're trying to achieve without spending the time. So over a year, it's hours of hours of just what's going on? How are you doing? What's happening? How's your girlfriend? How's your boyfriend? Da, da, da. What's going on? Really building that relationship. You know, and that was going to, you know, you kind of took away my next question because I was going to ask you, what strategies are you implementing that keeps REC Canada at the top? But you just answered it. It's it's de actually developing a personal relationship and taking an interest in, in what's going on in the office, not just performance-wise and number-wise. It's actually what is going on with you personally. And I think there's not enough of that caring going on. Yeah, look, I mean, I say to my, my clients say it. Like, my guys might clip this, like, Clients are very important in our business. They're not number one, though. And that's, you know, how we grew up as customers first. Look, the customer's right generally the time, most of the time in terms of what you want to reverse engineer for them yeah. because they're paying you. But for us, our staff is number one. Because if our staff is taken care of, the byproduct of that, that 
will be that the client will be taken care of. I feel most business leaders, they go straight to the client, forget the staff. It's almost like, well, you work for me. And yeah, I get it. They get paid for me, but they can get paid with you, Johnny. Who knows? They might like this setup. They might email you tomorrow and say they want to work for you. <laughs> and then all you got to do is pay them more and I lose them. If it was always about money, right? But if it's, I'm trying Personal to stack relationship. The, I'm trying to stack the cards in the favor and saying, yeah. okay, maybe Jazz might even pay me less than some people. I try to be as competitive as I possibly can in my means and, and the capabilities that I have. But I want them to think and say, you know what? Man, am I going to get that experience? Am I going to get that culture? Am I going to get that vibe? Am I going to have that positivity? Like around us, you can have a bad day. You can have a couple of days. We don't let it get to weeks because that's when it starts to compound negatively. That's when we're going to have a talk. Now, with my that 13 support staff, with the agents, I it, it's it's innate. It's it's part of the 3% that I'm good at. The, the way they come in the morning and say hi to me, I already know. I know they had a good day. They had an okay day the night before. On the flip side, I know if they had a negative day. I just know because why didn't you smile? Why didn't we make eye contact? I have a handshake with everybody. You know, like it's memorized. Yeah. I know like... Is it with eye contact? Yeah. It's not. Okay, it's not. Now I know. I'm not going to push Clyde too much today. But when I see him go to the bathroom, I might just go take that walk with him. Mm -hmm. You know? And is it tactical? Is it strategical? Yeah, it is. Like, full transparency. But I'm going to take that walk because I'm not going to talk to him where everyone else says, Hey, Clyde, are you having a bad day? What's he going to say? No. He doesn't want anyone else to know. But when we're walking in the hallway, I, like the hallway conversations are the best. That's why I don't like the work from home nonsense because you don't get that. But hey, Clyde, man, like hey, everything good last night, man? Like what's going on? Da, 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 da. Do you need some time off? You know, and then knowing that this is a long-term game, for, I think you need to start there as well. When people have a bad day, it's not the end of the world. You'll get to that video clip tomorrow, man. Like we're not brain surgeons. I think those are the only people and firemen and firewomen that need to be very meticulous mm -hmm. and leave them the F alone when they're working. Like they need to know what they're doing and they need to be on time. They need to know like that cut needs to be precise. Everyone else and everything else we do, who gives a crap? It's not that important. Like it's not going to be the end of the world if this podcast doesn't get put out on the exact day and time that we need it to. But let's try to perform. It's just more fun when you're winning. Absolutely. Just more fun. Yeah. And then we all get to share in more stuff. But it that doesn't mean that everything has to be done from a perfection perspective. It goes back to where we started, right? Like this whole thing about perfection is is an illusion. You you started your academy, uh, the FTGU Academy. Yeah. Tell us about what that academy is about and why obviously you said you had a coach and you wouldn't be here where you are today. And and I have I have a coach. I've been in the finance business for 25 years. I still have a coach. Um, I think the problem is people think that either I don't need a coach or I can't afford a coach, uh, which is the wrong mentality because if you have the right coach, you're going to make even more money. You you're going to see at least a 10 X on your money. You should. Yeah, you should. Yep. Right. Um, so talk to my listeners why you think coaching is so important and why you created your Academy and what the Academy does. Look, I'll go back to the sports analogy, right? Um, huge, like it's just what I've always watched and, 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 and played myself. But if, Tiger Woods has a coach. Jordan excelled and won championships really when he got open to the coaching and became coachable with Phil Jackson. 
Kobe, who's probably like my top athlete that like I want to emulate for a lack of a better word, like who I really look up to, didn't win championships until Phil Jackson came into his life. Who the hell am I not to be coachable? And if you're watching or listening, you don't need to get a coach. Like, it's okay. Don't listen to anything we're saying. But if you're wanting more, there are certain things that will help you get what you're looking for. And coaching is one of them because he or she, the coach, is looking from the outside. They're not in it. So they can see the forest for the trees where when you're in it, you can't see what's working sometimes and what's not working. You're just that hamster on the wheel. And that's okay because sometimes to like get paid, you got to do that. But to really take that next level, like to get to that next level, I think having someone watching from the outside and then what I really think the number one thing is, is holding you accountable. We're humans. That's huge. We, scientifically, we will always take the path of least resistance. Absolutely. Just who we yeah. are. Yeah. You know, we, I talk about it with my academy members. Like, don't say to a client, when's a good time for us to meet? Because a human will always take the path of least resistance. You walk into a store, did you need help? Nope. Even though you needed help, like you actually needed the pair of nine and a half pair of shoes, but you're just so hardwired to say, nope. Path of least resistance. A better thing to say to a client is, when's better for you generally? During the day or the afternoon? Because then the brain has to make a decision between the two options. Like, would you like chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream? You walk into Baskin Robbins, 52 flavors, you're like, holy shit, what do I choose right now? It's too many options. Mm -hmm. With a coach, as a human, we will, again, take that path of least resistance and not do stuff. You have somebody holding you accountable. You are going to get that 10x result if the coach is actually holding you accountable. FTGU Academy from the Ground Up Academy is called that for a reason because this home needs to be built, the home being your business, needs to be built brick by brick. There is no shortcuts at all. I'm not here to sell you the academy based on that because I know that quick results generally are not sustainable, generally speaking. And that's what I found specifically in the real estate business. After people seeing what I was doing with REC Canada, coming out with a lot of content, I had people reach out and I was already giving away everything for free. And I was like, here, just take what I have. Like, I'm not going to get into, I'm not a coach. That's not what I want to do. But man, having that entrepreneurial kind of spirit and blood I got slapped with the same question, Johnny, every single day in the bathrooms, online, anytime I went to a speaking event. And I was like, ah, you know what? Let me test this out. Brought five people into, or into my office and said, look, you're going to sit here. I'm charging X and you're going to sit here for two weeks and we're, you're going to work with us. So whatever I do, you do. Those five people told five other people the next room got to 10 and then people saw it online, what used to be called our immersion program, where I got people into the office, doing what we're doing, booking appointments, servicing clients. Those 10 in the last 18 months, we've had a little over 130 people into our office for that specific program that we then had people outside of the 
greater Toronto area reach out to us. I had to come up with something virtual and digital. We came up with a virtual digital uh, program uh, uh, as well, like a subscription mm -hmm. program. And it's kind of, it's cool, man, because it's, it's really what my passion is now. Like for the guy who said, no, I don't want to be a coach. I'm like, holy shit. Like I love hearing my members saying, I got an appointment booked. Jazz, I shot my first video. And they were literally holding the 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 phone and <laughs> you know yeah. shaking yeah. Yeah. and so one of my team members myself whoever it was were just just held their hand said it's gonna be okay shoot this video here's what you can say and when they realized they didn't faint they were okay to do it again and so um I'll probably spend the rest of the decade the next decade of just building this academy because it's 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 it gives me so much fulfillment, and um, I love it, man. It's it's, it's exactly what I, I, I want to do. I see that because I see clips on yeah. your on your Instagram, and you just look like you're having such a yeah. good time yeah. doing it. It's cool, and you know, and you know what? And I love I love the coaching aspect too. I mean, you just get such a good feeling knowing that you're you're helping other people to do well because I want to see everybody do well. You know, that's 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 just me. Um, some other people they don't want to see other people do well, but. You know, that's, that's their choice. Yeah, man. Like, you know, um, I think in school, because I got in so much trouble with the teachers, and God bless them, because I was obviously ruining the experience of other students, right? Like, I, I never bothered, like, the other kids necessarily. I just, I don't know. I was probably just a little bit of a nuisance, right? Like, yeah. trying to be the class clown or whatever. I got sent to the principal's office so many times. God bless my parents. That's why I wear uh, this shirt that you're enough to remind people because my father always told me, like, don't worry about all these calls I'm getting. You just haven't figured yourself out yet. Like, you're enough. You're going to be good. We'll figure this out. You're born for a purpose. A hundred percent. Like, that was my dad. Um, and my mom as well. And because I used to get in so much trouble for talking in class, it's kind of cool now. Nobody can really shut me up. Like, this is my program. <laughs> I so I can go as long as I want. Yes. I was supposed to generally go some days for an hour. I go for three. <laughs> because I just want to give. Like yeah, I just want to yeah. give it all, and it's 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 cool because we can do get the content out of it. But it really is like no man, like I know I can turn you into a better real estate agent. Like I'm really that confident. I just need you to do some of the work when you're I'm not around, right? That's 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 the next evolution of our our coaching is how are we how are we going to get people to do things when we're not there. And that's that's the challenge, and 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 that's the obstacle as well. And but that's where you get growth, right? And so we're gonna figure it out because we're asking ourselves better questions. Because yeah. the question is, and I hope people caught it, is it's not like shit. We can't get people to do this. Why can't we get people to do this? It's how are we gonna get people to actually do the work when we're not around? And so then answers are coming out. You start brainstorming, get good people in the room, and get a bunch of ideas. Try stuff, fail, keep going. I like the fact that you said how how when you talk to clients, it's like, well, when is a good time for you? Instead of you giving them decision making, right? Um, it's the same thing in my business. I'm not going to say, you know, when can we book an appointment? They're going to give you, again, the path of least resistance. They're going to look, oh, I got two weeks from now. So what I'll get back is, to you. I'll look at my calendar and say, I've got Tuesday at 1 o'clock. I've got Wednesday at 9 and 11 o'clock, and I got Thursday at 4 o'clock. Which one works for you? Now you've only given them four, three or four choices. 
they're going to say, well, I, I'll take that one. Appointment booked. And it works in every oh, yeah. angle. Like if you're a younger guy, dude, right now, and you're thinking about like, oh, I got to, you know, I want to take a girl out on a date. You probably generally should start with something that's not that um, intrusive. Like maybe dinner or the hotel room the first time might be a little too much. Right. Um, stick with me. I'm not trying to get weird with this stuff. Uh, but you might want to start with something that's very easy. So what's better for you, Jane? A coffee? Or lunch, knowing that lunch is probably too much right now. She doesn't know you, but a coffee feels very like there's not that much involved. It's like yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. We can go to Starbucks. Even if you're a creep, we're in front of other people. Like it's it's very easy, right? So make it easier for people by removing a bunch of the friction. I think removing open-ended questions. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't matter what business you're in, in construction, you're giving it, whatever you're doing. Remove open-ended questions, give them a few options, and let them decide which option best suits them. Uh, it, it, I mean, when you, you even said about, like, when is a good time, I generally only give them two options. Yeah. Because I've just, with what we've been doing, um, when I gave them four options, man, like, I was like, can I get back to you? Oh, maybe that Thursday might work well good, the Friday, you know what I mean? So when we started doing two, and we've tested this now for the last, like, four years our closing ratio for appointment shoots through the roof because the brain can, the brain has to decide between those two options now, right? It's like during the day or the afternoon, boom, the afternoon. Sorry, is it one or three? Yeah. 3 p.m. is better. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's get this wrapped up. We only have a few minutes left. I want to know what books would you recommend to anybody who is looking to, it doesn't have to be real estate. They just wanted to do some, maybe some coaching. They want to hone in on their, on their business skills, their sales skills. Any books that you would recommend anyone to read? Oh, for sure, man. Um, I'm not an avid, hard book reader as much as I am more of an audio book guy now because my drive in and drive out. And I think that's very important for people to understand as well. The average person is going to drive equivalent to a four-year degree in university mm -hmm. right so you're doing a lot of driving in your lifetime you, not to say that you shouldn't listen to music and get yourself in a good state and that's all cool and make some phone calls and all that kind of stuff hopefully on bluetooth not holding your phone um but don't forget the strategy of what is called net net no extra time while you're driving you could be listening to books you can essentially get an equivalent degree in the car and the books that are out there are amazing Depending on your um, starting point, I would recommend a couple of different books. One book that is not spoken about a lot, the author, everyone's going to know this guy, but this book, not a lot of people know. And it was probably the book for me because of me barely passing high school. Like, I think they just pushed me out kind of thing. I needed something that was a little easy. I like pictures. Like, I like pictures in books. Like, it helps me even at a younger age. And this guy had some. The author is Jack Canfield. He wrote probably the best-selling book of all time, which is called Chicken Soup for the Soul. There's, I don't know, a thousand variations for it. Chicken Soup for the Soul for the teens, yada, yada, yada. But the book that he wrote is called Success Principles. 66 success principles, but written in a way that's very easy to digest. And it's just, I, I, it probably did hit the New York Times bestseller list. It's just not a book that a lot of people talk about. I highly recommend you pick this book up. The next book, and it's probably the one that most people speak about for good reason, is by Napoleon Hill, which is Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. It's, you know, 10, only 10 scientists have only figured out 
10% of the brain's capability. That's insane. This organ that we have, only 10% of it has been figured out. But wow, did Napoleon Hill do an amazing job back in 1947 or something like that? Mm -hmm. I forget exactly when it was written. You Google it. But to put all that in a book for $14.97 and more people are not picking that thing up, that should be like the book that sits with you at all times. I had a um, great, great uh, student of Napoleon Hill, Bob Proctor, on the podcast, and he mentioned to me once, he said, do you know I read this book every day? I was like, do you read any other books? He's like, yeah, I read other books. He's like, but Think and Grow Rich, I have read now, I think he said a little over 3,000 times. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. He could probably recite the book. But if you go search Bob Proctor, passed away a couple of years yes, ago, rest yes. in peace. Yeah. Um, Great actually, Toronto coach. dude, too, man. Great Toronto coach. guy, too, eh? Born, yeah. born and raised in Toronto, but yeah. uh, uh, lived, I think, in Arizona. Um, you should see the business he built for himself, right? Yeah. Because the use of auto-suggestion and the self-talk, man, that friggin' person in your head doesn't shut up all day long. All day long. Yippity, yippity, jibber-jabber all day long. If you don't find a way to control what it's talking to you about, you're just going to let life happen to you instead of you can like actually make life ha happen for you. It's a matter of the principles that are put in this book of thinking go rich. And then a third book that I always kind of tell people to, to, to dive into is, is Anthony Robbins awaken the giant within yeah. wrote this. I think it was probably early nineties. One of his first books, one of his first books yeah. of all time. Um, he's written so many afterwards, but, um, I talked about coaches and the Jordans having coaches and 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 the Tiger Woods, but this guy, you know, coached the Golden State Warriors, uh, championship run. Jordan, the Bulls, coached him. Like this is who people call on. Yeah. Put it again into a twenty-five dollar book, and it's all these 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 tactics and strategies that allow people like myself and yourself to cut our learning curve in half. And so those are the three books that I would recommend. If I could throw one more in there, um, and because you're really big on branding, yeah, um, it's it's Grant Cardone's 10x Mentor. Okay, I haven't read that one. I've, I haven't even heard it. I yeah. bought it. I've got it on Audible. Okay. I've gone. I've listened to it three times. Okay, um, fantastic book on branding, getting yourself known, and he talks a lot about real estate and some of his successes in the real estate in the real estate world. And you know, anybody knows Grant Cardone is he's, he's one of the icons. I mean, guys sure. built a few billion dollars of, of real estate. So I would, I would also and branded himself really well. You know what? Honestly, he's done a great job with that. For yeah. Sure. He's done a great job. So I would recommend the 10 X mentor. Um, just to wrap it up here. If you could leave one piece of advice for our younger generation, what would that be? Um, I think the biggest poison in adults life, but definitely, in the younger generation is the poison of comparing yourself to others. And so what I would leave you with- It's a thief of joy. Yeah, it really is the thief of joy, man. Um, and it just wastes a lot of time. Yeah. And it's rooted in, in the mistake of thinking you know that person's journey, thinking you know if they're really truly happy where if you just spend all that time that you're comparing yourself, you spend all that time on actually working on growing your network, meeting new people, reading books, 
listening to podcasts like this and shows like this and then actually executing, I think you'll be happier. Um, you said it was the thief of joy. It's so true. Like, what are we doing that, like, why are we doing things that don't make us happy? You know, I'm 42 years old, Johnny, and I got, I don't know, God willingly, you know, 13 is my lucky number. So I want to go to 113. So what is that? Another 70 odd years or something. Um, I don't want to spend a day where I'm not happy, man. Like I've had to go through some tragedy with very, very close people to me passing away. I know that feeling of getting a phone call at 7.30 in the morning and one at 10.30 at night being told that those people passed away. And that feeling I never want to go through. And so if I'm not just happy, I'm not doing shit. And so I know when I'm comparing myself to others, I've done that in the past. And that's so I'm talking from experience. It has taken away from my happiness. Yeah. And so I'm just not doing that. So for everybody who's listening, maybe it might be cutting down your time with certain people. And maybe that might be your family. So I'm not here to tell you to cut your mom out of your life. That'd be nonsense. But maybe spend a little bit less time. So if you spend an hour a day with your mom, maybe 55 minutes is good, man. Get back that five minutes, listen to a podcast, read a book. Educate if, yourself. Educate yourself. If you are blaming social media, I'm here to tell you that it's not social media's fault at all. Because the way that the algorithms work, they will give you more of what you look at. And so if you're getting all this negativity and people in private jets and Ferraris at the age of 21, not that there's anything wrong with that stuff, but that's what's taking your happiness away, start searching for other stuff on social media. Because if you look at my social media, you'll see a bunch of sports clips and you'll just see rainbows positive stuff yeah it's all inspirational and half all of the of time it. half the time these 20 runners driving for hours, they've rented it 100 or they're or they're just they've they've rented um i've i've seen i've seen these guys sitting in private jets and it's actually a model it's not even a plane they're just sitting in a model taking photos yeah look at me and subscribe to my this or my that or i've done bitcoin guys it's all bullshit but and and, and even johnny even if it was true yeah right even if it's true so little johnny at 21 years old has his ferrari what does that matter to you? Yeah. Like, again, what he eats will not make you go to the washroom. So feed yourself what you need. It's not, who cares? He has it, great. You don't know his journey. You don't know what's going to happen. Ta -ta 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 -ta. You need to focus on what you want to accomplish. I think a lot of the younger generation, what they're doing now is they're looking at Instagram. They're comparing their life to these guys. But what they don't understand is with Instagram... Um, you're capturing a few seconds of or 1% of their life that they've taken a snapshot of and they've gone through hundreds of filters to make it that perfect and you think that they're happy. Don't look at someone's Instagram and think that they're happy. Most of it is filtered. Yep. So um, how can people find you, man? You've got your podcast. You've got your, your academy. Someone wants to do your academy. How can they find you? I'm not that hard to find, man. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll kind of wrap up with, again, thanking you and the team because I think that's really the most important to me um, in terms of me being able to do this with you. So thank you for having me. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. For everybody who's watching or listening, if you like the good-looking Indian guy, um, that's me, by the yeah. way. <laughs> You're the Italian. I'm the Indian. Um, I'm not hard to find. Yeah. Google me. and Go to meetjazztakar.com. Um, you'll find out about the academy, my real estate stuff, 
and get to know me a little bit more and do a little, little bit more of a digital deep dive. Yeah, and guys, listen to Jazz's show. He's on Spotify. He's on YouTube. He's got a great show. He's always got really great, uh, interesting people on there. Some great conversations. That. I was on the show. Um, it's it's a really fantastic show to listen to. Some always some really good information. That's all for today, guys. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Instagram, Johnny Banno. You can find us on TikTok, Facebook, and uh, Spotify, The Wealth Easy Show. That's all for today. Take care of yourself and take care of your wealth.